Welcome to MZBC, the podcast, coming to you live from the Reclaim Studios here at Mount Zion Baptist Church. So we uh, went from layer to studio. Yeah, you know, the, it is the layer, uh, the Reclaim Studios. It kind of feels like a studio. It does, because yeah. we got these little microphones. That we, I do. A little fancy. I guess we got to have them, but when it's I was, like right uh, in your face. on vacation this week, my brother-in-law asked me, do you guys have lights? Like, what kind of lighting are y'all using on your setup? Like I said, well, in the it's fluorescent. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing fancy. He said, well, you should get those. I told him we have, um, we have the professional ones that have the umbrella behind them and the light that now shines. if he if and we he need said, some studio lighting i've got the hookup on that now. yeah you do working in the movie industry you should uh get us a real rig set up in here don't they call we'd them probably have to rigs? have a generator right outside the window <laughs> to run them lights <laughs> to power the lights cranes you know oh man so but yes this is uh mzbc the podcast pastor russell mike reagan right here our reclaim life group men's leader extraordinaire we were just sitting here talking about what do we talk about? It's been two weeks since we've been together, so yeah. we can easily fill forty-five minutes to an hour when we talk every five days. So I don't know what we're going to talk about. We don't have a plan, but we're here. We're here. <laughs> uh, I was telling Russell earlier. I was like, I was talking to Haley. I was like, me and Russell, we could easily speak for an hour when we just work our four or five days in a week. And yeah. I said, man, it's been two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there's a lot like, of cool things one, happen. This one might run a little long tonight. Um, so you went vacation two weeks ago. I went on vacation last week, and so yeah. we should be refreshed. So, I, yeah, so I was going to let you start off telling us what we did. How, what how you it did, went. yeah. It was awesome. We went to uh, Amelia Island. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but basically Heard we go 16. It's a beach. beach. Um, it's an island. It's a beach. Uh, it's all of the above. Um so you go down 75 until you hit 16, the absolute most boring road on the planet. In the state of Georgia. In the state of Georgia. Maybe I don't know. I-10 is pretty boring along the That's coast. true. I drove that a lot from uh, Texas to Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think about that one as much. But, yeah, 16 is brutal. There's nothing but trees on either side of you. That's it. And the interchanges, all the exit ramps, everything is like, I think it's like from the 60s. They haven't updated it. So they're they're starting to update it now 50 years later whenever they built the highway systems. And uh, it was just traffic and stuff like that. So looked at a bunch of trees on the way down. But you hit 95 south, and then you're going towards the coast. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally you cross over the, the Florida-Georgia line, and you are, bam, at Amelia Island. And Is so, it? Yeah, take a left and just keep going until you run into the ocean, and you're there. And so it was pretty cool. Um, went with in-laws. Um, Mother and father-in-law, which is always a good time. Uh, my brother-in-law, Eric, his wife, Kathleen. Now, are you saying that because they might watch this? They do, do not watch the podcast, I don't believe. But if they <laughs> were watching the podcast, I would say the same thing. Beth, you know, if you hear this, ever hear this, you know that. I've used her name before in sermons and stuff. We have an awesome relationship. Um, many people do not have a great relationship with yep. their in-laws. And, yep. so, <laughs> and so I'm blessed yep. to have that. Uh, and so, yeah, so they brought... We got a car for my daughter now. She's 16, so we they brought that down from Illinois when they came. So that's wow. a new experience in my life. Uh, Olivia, my daughter, not excited at all, not really even thinking about driving. She doesn't. I mean, it's not really her thing. We take her she's everywhere. She's like, probably like Haley. She's just, give me a book. And I, she is giving me a book. That's yeah, a just true give statement. Me a book. That's a true statement. Um, but also, or some colored pencils or. <laughs> hey, you know the artist in her. She's way past colored pencils. Yeah, she did. She, she did the, win uh, a, an yeah, award for. You know, she wins award. major awards for her art already at sixteen. So yeah, we're very blessed with her. Um, but with the so the, they, we got the new car. 
So that's kind of cool. Uh, she's not excited about driving, but what I was going to say was I had learned how to drive in Pensacola, Florida, where I don't, I don't know how many people live there when I live there. Let's just throw out 65,000. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's what, 10 times the amount? <laughs> 20 times here in Georgia. So you see the streets out here. Uh, so I wouldn't want to learn how to drive at 16 in Atlanta, Georgia either. So I feel her. Um, but she's getting closer. Uh, but we, man, what do you do when you go to the beach? When I go to the beach, this is my routine. We wake up. We, I always start out with this, I'm going to wake up and see the sunrise. Like, I think it's cool because mm-hmm. I never do it. Like, I wake up and go to the restroom, and I may look out the window and say, oh, that sunrise looks pretty cool, and then I go right back to it's like, bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, what in the it's world? still dark outside. It's like I'm, I'm back in the, in the bed. morning, <laughs> 6.30 in the morning on vacation. You don't want to get up. Uh, so my routine is we go to the beach right when we wake up, set the tent, get all the chairs, all that set up, then go back to the condo. You know, we're luckily blessed you know whatever you want to say we've always been close and so it's not like a long mm-hmm. distance to get from the beach to the condo so we'll go set it up and then come back to the condo do breakfast and all that kind of stuff and then i have no plan from that point forward mm-hmm. it's just go to the beach sit in the chair for some some hours go boogie board for some other hours come back to the chairs um try to avoid getting as much sand on you as possible i can't stand all that but we had a good time. I've uh, been teaching my wife. She won't admit to this, and I don't know if she watches the podcast or listens to it either, but I've been teaching her how she to boogie will board. Now. Yeah, she will. <laughs> Someone will tell her you should listen. Uh, so I've been teaching her. She knew how to boogie board already. I mean, who doesn't? Um, but I have taken her to the next tier of like, uh, riding some waves. So. Oh, so it's not boogie board, it's riding waves. No. <laughs> yeah, catching waves. Right, catching waves, dude. <laughs> Give them the hey. little, you know. <laughs> Hang ten. So we did that every day. Uh, I was able to go play golf one day, and uh, one that, day it was good though. I mean, it was a really good day. Uh, I, just, I just figured you were tearing up the greens. Huh? Oh man, I, I would. I would have played every day, but you know, if you golf out there, you know, it's hard to take four hours away from everyone and go play golf. So nah, it's easy. It's easy for me, just, but other people make you just go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> well, you know, you go fishing, so that's hours at a time. And and so we did play golf, shot at eighty six, which means nothing to Mike and means nothing to probably most of the people listening to this. But I was pretty psyched about it. Um, anytime I can break ninety is a good day. Well, I know in golf, the lower the number, the better. The lower the better, and I'm always working to be ninety and below, which that doesn't <laughs> happen very often. But when it does, glorious day. I got to go play golf this morning with my son, and I shot a 100. So that's how God keeps me humble in the golf game. Mm-hmm. 87, 89, 86, 100. That's that's the last four rounds. So, you know, in the overall scheme of things, decent. But if I was trying to make money on the PGA Tour, we would be homeless and starving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you became a pastor. <laughs> so I became a pastor. And <laughs> I'm neither homeless nor starving nor rich. So it all works together. Yeah, it you know? pans out, man. It all pans out. So that was good. I mean, we had a really good time. We got to rent some bikes. So, and were y'all down a week? whole week, man. Five, so we went down, days, on, went down on Saturday and didn't leave until the next Saturday. So full seven days. Um, we were blessed with that. Uh, we just happened to Did find... do a lot of eating? A lot of eating. Don't you find that on vacation you yes. eat too much? I know. Yeah, and we bought groceries because you're in a condo, and, and then you're like, well, we're on vacation. Do we want to cook or do we want to eat out? And so we... we, um, what, we um, when you meet in the middle, we made some... We gave a little bit, and others gave a little bit, and then we went out to eat more than we thought we were going to. Mm-hmm. It was good, though. You know, seafood is always good at the coast. Uh, we compromised. That's the word I was looking for. So instead of eating at home every night, we went out about two or three times, and then we uh, went out for a nice breakfast. And I mean, it's the beach, so you can't. If you go to the beach and you complain, 
um, we need to talk because you got a lot of problems if you complain about being at the beach. Unless you just don't like the beach. Like, then why'd you go in the first place? Well, <laughs> it's a vacation. <laughs> so the, the last time I remember going, we went to St. Simon's Island. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, we stayed in a condo down there. I don't know why I call them. I guess the nicer the building, they changed the name from apartment from, to condo. <laughs> to a condominium. Condominium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we and should look that up. We just, this was, wow, this was before Levi was born. And we actually did a little fishing off the beach. Caught some whiting. Yeah. Never never saltwater fished uh, up to that point. And we just, we didn't do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. I mean, there's the, not a lot to do on St. Simon's. That's the beach life, man. I think Amelia Island and, and St. Simon's are very similar. There's not, like, a lot to do. There's some ice cream stands. There's some restaurants. There's some, an old downtown. You can go walking around. You can ride bikes here and there. But I think that's beach life, right? Like, not yep. doing a lot, just chilling. Um, so that's right. Heather wants to retire at the beach. So hopefully I'm 43. I'm about to be 44 next week, by the way. So really? Tuesday. I expect big surprise. Somebody know. asked me, it's like, <clears throat> I think somebody said something about, uh, well, how old's uh, the pastor? I said, well, we're the same age. We're four, <laughs> both 44. He's like, well, I guess I got you a few months on on that then. You're 44? Yeah, I'm 43. So, oh, yeah, February. So five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got me. February, uh, February what? 27. Okay, so just a few days. You got you got me by a little bit. Yes, did they ask you? Do people listen to him <laughs> at forty three? <laughs> well, they're hearing us. I don't know if they're really taking it in. I told. I think I said this last podcast, but there was like two or three people that when they met me and our our communication ended and we broke apart and went wherever they told the person that was our mutual friend. Wow, that that's the pastor, that guy. Oh, he's, 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 yeah. I thought he was an old old guy with gray hair and all this yeah, stuff. And where's his suit? Where, yeah, where's <laughs> like, his suit? And, I've never understood the the dress code thing in the church building. Man, they did it though. They did it. I can see. I respect it uh, to a certain extent. I think it's like um, it's showing. I think so as far as preaching on a Sunday morning and getting dressed up. I think there's a, a there's something to that because. Back in this day, uh, they were, you know, dressed to the, to the ten, to the nines. What do they say? To the nines, to the tens, to the nines. Is it? It's something. But so, so. W- we, you know, try to keep that going with. But then I think with the problem with that is people expect it and they feel like you're not as holy or not as good if you're not dressed up in a suit or something. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some of my best sermons. I probably preached some of my best sermons and dressed down. You know, just like wearing a polo shirt and some khakis or something and not. Worrying about the, the yeah, dress. It's like, well, when they spread the word back there in these days, it's like, yeah, they wore bed sheets. <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> only a, the high priest and the the priest priestly division had a certain dress code. Yeah, uh, but Paul and Peter and you know, I mean even Jesus, you know, he didn't. He didn't got John the Baptist guy. running around with little like I little mean, yeah, animal I, fur covering. I probably yeah, I probably look more like John the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we had a great time at the beach. I enjoyed it. Uh, we got back on Saturday, and then I was able to come to church on Sunday. Sunday was the Fourth of July, which mm-hmm. I failed to do on Sunday, but uh, send a special shout out to my wife. Happy anniversary last Sunday. I told her, but I didn't make a mention of it in church. Y'all so. got married on the fourth. 
Well, we have an interesting story. Maybe it'll come out in the podcast one day. Not today's not the day, but we got married <laughs> three times. Um, once was because we were in the army and we had to uh, just get some paperwork started, so we went to the justice of the peace. She's from Illinois. I'm from Pensacola, Florida. So we had to go have a wedding for my parents. That was the one on the fourth, and then we had to go have one for her family in the church she grew up in. Um, so we've had three ceremonies, one official wedding. We celebrate the Fourth of July because I can't forget it. There's no way. There's absolutely no way I could forget that day and know it's my anniversary. That's, that's going to be an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear that one. Yeah, one day we'll get into how Heather and I met and um, everything <laughs> that went into that. But we were laughing. We were laughing just last week looking through some old pictures with my daughter because when we went to the Justice of the Peace, we were in our BDUs. Um, mm-hmm. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. Battle dress uniform. So we mm-hmm. were in our BDUs uh, at lunchtime, and my friend that was my roommate in the in the dorms or the barracks, whatever you call them, uh, he was our witness. So he went with us, and we went to Taco Bell afterwards. Like, hey. <laughs> so I don't know what's up with that. And Haley told me one time, she goes, you ruined me on Taco Bell when we first got together. Mm-hmm. Because that's all I ate was Taco oh, Bell. you ate a lot. It was like Taco Bell, and I think it was Burger King. Because <laughs> you almost ruined me on Taco well, Bell. We, we had a nice uh, reception at Taco Bell. Nice after taco our, with a little sauce on it. <laughs> after our first <laughs> wedding. Yeah, I don't know what in the world we had. And we're back to work. Because in the Army, we worked in uh, communications. So there was a motor pool with a bunch of trucks mm-hmm. out there. They had the satellites and antennas and da-da-da. So we went, got married, went to Taco Bell, back to the motor pool. It was, it was very... Uh, was that on like y'all's one-hour lunch break? Yeah, absolutely. Was well, it really? <laughs> it was so romantic. See, um, I was like, I don't care what you do. You better be back here feel, after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I may have gotten more romantic over the years. I hope I have because that I was really so. not not so much. Um, but that did go down. Um, so vacation was good? Dude, really good. And I was saying, oh, that's what I was saying. Okay, thank you for getting me back on track. So I was able to come back on the 4th of July, our anniversary, and uh, listen to John preach. And, dude, that was good. That, like, that dude, he was something. Yeah. I mean, he was good. Like, I've, I've heard him preach a lot of times, um, four or five times here probably. And I've heard him teach classes in other places because he's involved with a lot of young adult stuff. But I think Sunday was, like, the most comfortable I've seen him. He, I know he went up there, and the first thing he said was, I can't feel my hands. I'm so nervous. Yeah, Haley's like. Is he having a heart attack? I was like, <laughs> it, she's thinking that because she's a nurse yeah. in the medical field. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm thinking, I'm like, what did he do to his hands? <laughs> What's wrong? Your hands are right there. <laughs> so he was so nervous, uh, but I thought it came across so good. Uh, I the think way, he did. Good. The way he presented it was so good. Uh, and it's always good to be in church and not have to talk just to get to worship and be in there. Uh, I enjoy that part. So. That was really good. And then this week was a struggle. I think I told you that when we first came yeah. in here. It, not anything that went down. Like nothing happened in anyone's life. Uh, it was just back to work. So, you know, you're like. You start oh, out Monday, getting back in the routine. Yeah. You start, you. you start out Monday morning like. Uh, actually, we started out Tuesday morning because Monday was a holiday. So I made it even worse. I had yeah. one extra day just to sit around and be a bum. Um, and so. Did you ever see the sunrise? You never got to that point. I saw pictures. I saw pictures. My brother-in-law did a, a sweet little time lapse that uh, it, the camera moved and the and, and the whole thing just did it every two minutes, every two seconds. He took a picture, mm-hmm. and so that was pretty cool. He did post that on Facebook and see that. But I never saw the real sunrise, and I'll just say that uh, it was cloudy every day, so I wasn't missing out on anything. It never really, it never really <laughs> just came up like. 
the sun oh, and it was so beautiful. It was you no, know, it was never majestic. It was pretty. Um, and it was awesome guy out there just whipping his um, paintbrush and stroking it and all that stuff. One night it was cool. We were sitting on the beach about six or seven. And when you looked back over the condos that were behind us, um, it was like God had just taken a paintbrush and just stroked it like that because the, the gray clouds where the storm was blowing in was mm. just kind of like rolling through. And it, it was just cool. I like when God lets you see those kind of little things just to see his majesty out in nature. Uh, I think there's scripture in there that says like, I think we talked about that, the special revelation and um, the general revelation. Mm -hmm. And the special revelation was where, uh, you know, where God penetra penetrated your heart, mm -hmm. where he gave you some special touch and reached out and just now, specific now, to you. you. Yep. But the general one is could be like a group creation. You look yep. out there and you say, man, something something had to create this. You look mm -hmm. out and you see the beach and the ocean. And we were just talking while we were there because um, we had this great view of looking out the windows of the condo and the beach was right there. I mean, 50, 50 yards out there. Um, just thinking it never stops. Like the, the tide comes in, mm -hmm. the tide goes out, the waves roll. It never, ever stops. It never stops. It's like, it just keeps going. And it was just like, well, this is insane. Mm -hmm. uh, just thinking about how powerful a being has to be, how, how powerful God is and, and how awesome he is to, out of all that, to choose us to, do what we're going to talk about a little today mm -hmm. to, to share salvation with. Just I always just stand there in awe, and you can think about it, but there'll be that certain moment you you could not be thinking about it at all, and just say walking down the beach, and it just hits you, and you just look out over the ocean, and it's like it just it never stops. Mm -hmm. It's like how who are we? <laughs> you know, we're basically a grain of sand. Yeah on this place and just realize how small and insignificant you can be yeah you're not but that's yeah in comparison it, to it, size it really was cool because we've been uh preaching going through joshua and and you know moses and and, and all these things and the promises god made abraham and all these people back here in the day that i'm going to make your descendants like stars in the sky and like beach, like the sand and on the speaking beach. Speaking of that, I found Joshua's name. His name? Yeah. Remember okay. we were talking? Oh, he, yeah. he changed his name. Okay. And I found it, and actually in, it's in Numbers 13. It said Caleb, son of that, whoever that guy's name is. It's Ho Hoshea, son of Nun, and he changed his name. Moses renamed Hoshea, son of Nun, Joshua. I like that. So yeah, spell that for the people that can't see it. That H. is H-O-S-H-E-A. Ho Hoshea, I believe. We need the Bible app, that uh, the pronunciation. I've app. got it. You got that I've on I've got there? it, man. <laughs> I am here. I'll tell you, this guy is Mr. Johnny on the spot. Um, I did have that moment where you reach down and you grab the sand and you just think about God making that promise that I will make your descendants like the grains of sand. And it's just mm -hmm. like so many. You can't even add them how many there are and so that was that there was a go. cool experience let's see if uh, we can pick it up Hoshia Hoshia yeah, you were right hey you said it right right off the get go not so. bad for some Hoshia old, some old redneck mechanic hey I'm telling you <laughs> huh? but I did I remember we talked about that and I looked yeah. it up and, that, and look yeah, I already had it marked in son of none Joshua yep renamed him and God does that a lot we, t we spoke about that and that's we how did. we got on Joshua's name that is that is we did uh, he he didn't give me a different name. 
Well, probably none we can say here. <laughs> no, you. you know, <laughs> but I don't know. If I you call know. you Ruskell. You, you do call me that. And, uh, and people are like, well, "Where's that. that come from?" I'm like, "Well, it's like Russell and Rascal, and you just mix them together." <laughs> you know, I've never asked you why you call me that, but you do call me that. Yeah, it's uh, Russell and a Rascal together. I, I kind of like that. You, you got some Rascal tendencies. Definitely. Definitely. And so I just put them together and rustle. I really like that. I never knew that before. I'm just learning that. So that's cool. I, I like that. I'm going to tell people. That's how I'm going to introduce myself to people. And they're going to say, what, what does that mean? And then I can tell them that. Mm-hmm. And people that know me will say, like, oh. you see it, dude, with the beard? Go ask him. And the people that know me will say, oh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. There's a little so, rascal in there. A little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. Vacation was awesome. We came back. Um, everyone made it back home okay. Um in-laws traveled back the next day after we got back they drove all the way they had an amazing one one day too we'll talk about service and we'll talk about the experience they had at the hotel when they got back they did not receive great service um i won't name the hotel just in case they ever listen and want to sponsor the podcast but um it was a bad experience but they made it home they left at like three o'clock in the morning now is this the father-in-law that's got the truck in the camper this is my father-in-law did did you throw the throw the um the hint the hint thing to him it's like I'll, I'll i'll take i'll carry that burden for you you think i didn't you, did you do it <laughs> you did you throw it to him of, of course i did well, I so mean, i saw you pull up in your truck so i guess he didn't, go, did, for he didn't go for it <laughs> well he didn't pick up on that i was saying you should uh pass it down to me you know I I ask, will, yeah, did you say i will carry that burden i'll for carry you. the burden for you Ward. with the truck in the camper and you just take mine <laughs> well i know i you know i told you i think i told you that i did i did inquire about the camper and um you know just if you ever get rid of it let me know i would love to have it uh they were ready to get rid of it before my bank account was ready to pay for it yeah. so uh, i held off on that and then we talked the last time we were together and you said you should ask him about the truck <laughs> <laughs> so when he got here uh you know that we i was saying that olivia got a car now that's because her grandmother got a new car and just we got we purchased this one from her uh and so i threw it that opened up the perfect chance to be yeah. like you know are you thinking just about stepped, stepped in the door. are you thinking about downsizing your truck <laughs> <laughs> and he said i am actually da 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 but but never did he say and would you like to take on the you know the F-150? he just answered your question just answered my question i guess i didn't answer. they say that you got to ask good questions and i guess i didn't ask good questions <clears> right there so that's me, man. What about you? I know you've been ripping and roaring this whole man, week. Man, it's the these are the days where the people that work in man-made climate control. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they do. <laughs> I I was on the verge. I I told my brother out in Texas, brother in Christ, not blood brother. I said, man. I said uh, last Monday, mm-hmm. not <clears throat> not Fourth of July, but two weeks ago i was driving to my first job i was headed down to mcdonough to do my first job hadn't even started working yet i was like i had a thought i was like i am selling my service truck and i'm gonna get me a fruit stand (laughs) (laughs) i said i i'm over it that's it i'm done Uh, and i was telling him that and he goes you know what I'm going to get rid of my trucks and I'm going to set up a vegetable stand right next to your fruit stand. <laughs> I said, I, I told some of my catering buddies that. I said, hey, I'm on a, I'm getting rid of my service truck and I'm going to start selling cantaloupes. So y'all need to come buy some fruit. <laughs> it's, it's, is, it the, is it the people? Is it the jobs? Uh, yeah. Is it the whole process? What's the? 
What's the, the thing that makes you want to open up a fruit I stand? I guess the, the heat. Just the heat. I'm telling you. It's, it's been these last two weeks. It's been brutal. Yeah. And, uh, I listen to a, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I listen to a podcast and the gentleman always says that uh, if we ever really want true world peace out there in the world, we got to get um, air conditions to these third world countries because like in the United States, they're just like, hey, miserable, like they're man. Just hot. And you know how we, when I get hot and if I'm hot and hungry, you do not want to be around me. But if I'm hot, uh, you, yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. So I get hangry. Angry, yeah. Heat and hungry and angry. <laughs> Y'all let us know what that yeah, would that work and for me. Angry, what would that be? Does a Snickers cure that also? Uh, or does, you need a Snickers and a cold drink to go just, along with it. Yeah, just the heat. And, uh, I've been doing it. I was like, man, I've been doing this for 21 years. Whoa. I guess I was just. It's just at that point, I just kind of burn out. And I, mm-hmm. you take time off, but it it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. relax you at all mm-hmm. and then i'm like i said lord when anytime you get ready to make a change just let me know <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> so I'm, let let the I'm podcast listening. take off you know and i can yeah. hang up the wrenches and wow just just really the heat just tired of being out in it and just yeah just it, it's it's at the time of the year where every day you get home you have to take a shower oh yeah you got to peel your clothes off just <laughs> and then you know it's it's stormy right now and you get those little 10 minute showers in and it just a uh, humidity just humidity. skyrockets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like oh so what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it's i was telling a guy today <clears throat> yesterday <clears throat> he said you know how's it going and uh buddy out in Covington. I said, man, I said, it's just miserable out here right now. It's just miserable. The jobs are fine. Yeah. It's the same, you know, just broke equipment. You're just making repairs. Uh, but the, just the the atmospheres. Did he have any words of encouragement for you, or did he just yeah, say, I said, you're man, right? I it's said, you know, you know, it does say that when you're tempted, God will never mm. – give you more than you can bear and if you when you are he'll give you a way out i said you know if we look at it on the flip side we could see it as blessings Mm. the same way because he does say i will open up the floodgates of heaven it's like you know turn it down a little bit (laughs) close (laughs) close the gates for a little while stop (laughs) blessing so much and uh, um... because he'll he'll bless you too because the more you follow him uh, not just financially, because you know Malachi, it's it's aimed toward tithing, mm-hmm. right? But tithing is more than just just money, as people know. It's yeah, your we time, did, what, time your, talent, treasure. Yeah, and your we food did. and uh, your skill set and whatever else. Uh, it's like I said, I'm gonna have to cut back a little bit because he just he just won't stop. Yeah, and it's um that's a good. I mean, it's interesting that that's where God took your train of thought too, because my sermon. Uh, for Sunday is all about maintaining a blessed life. And and the whole point I'm making here is let's think about it. We're blessed. I mean, mm-hmm. 90% of us are blessed compared to the rest of the world. Like mm-hmm. we have things that, that people, um, that people want, that people work for, that people uh, would, would die for. And God is allowing us to experience all these things and what he requires of us in return for that. 
it, you know, it's so simple, but yet it's so complex because he just wants your obedience. He just wants your surrender. He just wants me and you to treat each other like neighbors and for me mm -hmm. to love you as much as I love myself. And which you say it, you're like, okay, I can. But then when you start going dealing with humanity, it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what the sermon is is, is going to be about is okay when it gets hard, like where's your where's your roots where's your foundation what are you turning to um, because w if you want to complain, I mean that's one thing but just when you when you really think about everything going on in your life and I'll say I speak for myself um, super blessed I mean super blessed and the complaints are minimal yeah yeah I'm sure you don't mean it comparing comparison wise other other parts of the world just. I guess give somebody a, something to measure it against, but yeah. not measure to them. That's exactly right. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. I was talking to the uh, parts guy yesterday, and I was getting caught up on some invoices and paying for parts and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I said, it, it's great. You can come in here and, you know, pay your bills. And it's fi financially, it's, it's just a, a never-ending cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get a check. You cash it, and then you turn around and give it away. Give it somebody so you, else. you don't really, you don't work to get the money. You get it to have stuff. That's it, because we, we've got vehicles. We've got a kitchen full of food. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got clean water. Thank God we've got air conditioning <laughs> in the house. No doubt. You know, in, in TV, so you work to afford the stuff. That's right. But then where you where a lot of people get lost is, well, it's it's my money. It's my money. Well, no, not really, because it says United States government on it. <laughs> it's it's the government's money. You just earn it to buy stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's nice to have it. I mean, you got to have money to buy the food and mm -hmm. to pay the utilities and the water. I guess I just I'm looking at it from prop you know a, a God view I suppose, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just give it away and every everywhere my work takes me as you know and a lot of people that are listening know I I take this with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I had a great conversation today. It was a real short one uh, uh, with a lady, uh, Cater, mm -hmm. and she come in back into town because she usually works out of uh, Connecticut. That's usually where they do a lot of their work. But she came here for about four or five weeks to finish mm -hmm. up a show. And she literally called me a week before she got here to let me know she was on the way in. Mm. And she goes, man, I'm, I miss talking to you and stuff like that. Because I think it's been at least about three years oh, wow. since the last time we had we'd spoke in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was here in Atlanta and she finished up, and she she went back home. And I I, I took time and I finished my job and I went by her today and mm -hmm. it was it was really good. And is she a believer? Uh, or is she a, trying to figure? I want to say she's she's working on it. Gotcha. She's working on it, um, and I I lend a hand anytime I can, and just I don't give her any answers because I don't have it, but I I point her to the place that you can get the answers from. Yeah, and she said she she's probably going to come Sunday. Good, good. So there again, I get them here, and then you take over. And then I got to take over, and 
uh, la- two weeks Don't ago. Don't let us down. Two, uh, no, no. <laughs> No you know, pressure, sir. I mean, that is so much pressure. I know. <laughs> I, I think it's not, and I and I, we're joking about it, but that is so real, right there. It's like uh, I do not want to let people down. I want to, um, and and honestly, it's not even people like Mike, or it's not. I can't even put my, I can't even point at a person and say I don't want to let that person down or that person down. It's just um, in general, as as being the pastor, I don't want to let any person down. I like. I just want to make sure I'm trying to do everything uh, to the best of my ability and relying on God for the whole thing and just mm-hmm. wherever the cards, you know, shake out or wherever the things shake out, I'm good with that. But along mm-hmm. that process, it is really hard. Um, I think my assistant, uh, um, I won't call her out right now, her name, so y'all don't give her a hard time, but she has to listen to me every week. And God bless her because she's the one person, other than my wife, um, that hears, you know, not the pastor side all the time, like the real person <laughs> that says, you know, this right here is driving me crazy or that is driving me crazy or we have to do this. And and sometimes I, I can picture it because I'll be in there reading sometimes like I'm reading this. I'm like, that sounds stupid right there. <laughs> it's God's word. So it must so, be true. <laughs> you must be true. <laughs> and so that is a pressure, though. Uh, you bring them in and. Uh, and I will preach to them, and hopefully God, the Holy Spirit will work in them. Uh, but it was cool, though. I was saying I started that whole train of thought saying two weeks ago I wasn't even here, and Jordan told me that after he preached on the Sunday two weeks ago. By the way, Jordan did an awesome job, too. We said John did a good job. Mm-hmm. That's because I have short-term memory. Two weeks ago, Jordan preached, and it was really awesome. I'm I telling you, we got a lot to catch up I on. I watched man. him online, and he— uh, We've said it before, but Jordan's got that thing. I don't know what it is, but he just has that thing when he preaches that um, I could say the word, you could say the word, but the way he says it, it's like he can connect He's got with the people. deliverance. So he delivered it, and a gentleman came up after church, and uh, they prayed together, and the gentleman received Christ, which is when you preach, that's what you always want. You, mm-hmm. want, you don't care if it's one person or a hundred people. You want, the, you want one to be like what you said today. The Holy Spirit spoke to me through it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I want I want that. And so that got Jordan got to experience that. That was really cool. I remember uh, Pastor Chris mm-hmm. <clears throat> when he did one of his sermons one Sunday. Uh, he was talking along those same lines that mm-hmm. that you're speaking of. I don't remember everything he said. He said, but he used how he does it, and then he brought in Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, Billy Graham, he can deliver his message. Mm-hmm. And, and and at the end, he does the invitation. And he says, you know, 3,000 people will come forward. And Chris <laughs> like, I don't have that. <laughs> I, know. I might get one. And, you know, you Billy know. Graham's a high, uh, is a big one to name because I don't think anybody had that. But you just want someone to get it when, you, when yeah. you're preaching. You know, you want someone to. And, and as long as you want it. For for their good, yeah, I don't their care. salvation. I don't want it for me to be like, yeah. oh, they did that because of me. But you just like you want because you before you preach, obviously you've done a lot of studying, a lot of praying. Mm-hmm. You're trying to sound like you know what's going on, uh, that the Holy Spirit has been clear to you, and and you want that person to experience what you just experienced by learning this in such a way that I can say it back to you mm-hmm. impacts me in, in a certain type of way. And so I want that person to experience that and. Um, Man, when when you do the invitation at the end, and I stand up front, and no one comes—not even for salvation—but if no one comes to pray or anything, it's just like I know that I've done all I can for God. Like I, I, mm-hmm. here's my offering, God. 
use it for what you may, but man, if you could just send a you, couple. You, can, you almost start to hear that, the balloon, and they, they pull it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and your balloon just, <laughs> it's like, Any ego that you and you're just sitting there, it's like. Yeah, maybe that's God's way of just humbling you. Like during your sermon, you hit certain points, and you're like, "Man, I said that well. I did that just what I wanted." Then at the end, you're like, "Wah wah wah!" You know, He's just keeping you humble. Like, yeah, keep so, going. You know, I, I don't like you right now. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, talked about do not grow weary last time we met, in which thank you guys for the support. We've been getting great feedback on on that podcast, and and a lot of people listen to it. And so thank you for that. Please share, like, subscribe, all those good things. But it, it's a continuous thing, I think, um, mm-hmm. in ministry is do not grow weary um, because yep. I, I want things to happen, I think, faster than God wants them to happen. And I think God has his reasons, obviously, to build us and to make us into what he wants us to be and to build up our endurance and our steadfastness and our all these things. But in the moment, I just want, want it to happen. And so mm-hmm. I was saying that Sean, oh, that was her name. I wasn't supposed to say it, that she has to hear me all the time talk about stuff. Uh, and it's, that is the number one. I think, I think she would say that's probably the number one thing is with the quickness. I want things to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to just happen. And so I'm trying to learn patience. But like we said a long time ago, you never pray for patience because God will give you things to work on that. And I don't want to work on yeah. having patience. I just want it to I want to have patience. I told um, a guy, there, he goes, man, I just pray for patience. I said, no, don't pray for that. <laughs> don't do that, buddy. Don't. I said, pray for anything in the world. Don't pray for that. <laughs> so you were reading. Uh, so we started out saying we end up talking about salvation because I think the whole thing, we said we live a blessed life. That's going to be my sermon this week. And in that contentment of our blessed lives, we want to keep see- seeking and searching after the lost mm-hmm. because that's what God calls us to do. And then Mike said this week that God took you to this Isaiah chapter uh, 12. Yeah, I get the verse of the day on the U version, oh, yeah. the Bible yeah. app. And for some reason, and I believe this was yesterday, I'm, I'm trying to get comfortable because this thing's like right in my face. and <clears throat> We're still figuring out all the audio stuff. But his brother-in-law gave him some pointers. Guru. He's like, Guru. just stick it in your face. It's like, but, <laughs> but now I can't see my Bible. <laughs> We need to get a teleprompter. <laughs> Something. <laughs> but it, uh, it wasn't this morning. I want to say it was yesterday morning. Uh, kind of like my, my morning routine. You, mm-hmm. know, you, you wake up, and, you know, you go to the head first, mm-hmm. do that. It's a little army talk for you. Yeah, a little army talk. I like it. I learned that from NCIS. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually looked that up, why they call it the head, and I was, I was interested. Well, in tell me, because can you share it on here? Or, cause I yeah. Have, oh, yeah. Okay. The, the head is uh, the bathroom. Yeah, for all you non-military people out there. And where it derived from was in the ships, wooden battleships, the, like the old pirate ships and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The bathroom was up front. Uh, what's the front? The bow? Dude, but do not give me line The front of the ship. I, 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 I got a boat, but I, I know transom, you know, <laughs> in a motor. But it was in the front of the ship. Yeah. And it wasn't actually a, a bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have a porcelain toilet in there. It was probably just a board, uh-huh. kind of a, a bo- wooden box that you. And the ocean was under it? Yeah, and, and it's and you know the boats going through the ocean. Well, I guess the way that it worked is they would use the bathroom in this box, and when I guess when the boat went down in the water, the water they had holes in it, and the water would come in there 
and wash it out into the sea, kind of like gotcha. flushing it. Well, it was at the head of the ship. Okay. So they just start calling, I got to go to the head. Look at that. You hey. know you're going to learn that today, and you tuned in, and you got a little well, What else can I come up with, knowledge. man? Just close the book and just walk away. I haven't even touched Google yet. <laughs> Wait till I get that turned off. touched on. it when he looked that up the other night? He touched Google. Well, that was a while back. Well, I'm talking that. about right now. Okay, okay. I'll give it to you. Right now. Back to you, what you were saying. Isaiah 12. Anyway, Isaiah 12. Your morning routine. <clears throat> morning routine. Wake up, go to the bathroom. Uh... Put my BDUs on, yeah, and go to the living room and sit on the couch. That's where my boots are. And when I sit down, I get my socks on. Well, I open the the Bible app mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and see what the word of the day is. And this is what stuck out, and it's Isaiah twelve verse two, and it says, and I've got the Holman version. It says, "Indeed, God is my salvation." I will trust him and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Mm. And I read that and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. now, this is Isaiah. And I've, I've studied Isaiah. There was something about Isaiah and I studied it. And in my Bible here, <clears throat> he preached for 97 years. Wow. That was the length of his, him being a prophet. Because in the Old Testament, it was prophets. New Testament was apostles. 97 years. 97 years. And you've done it for a year, and you just... year and a half, and I'm still... And I don't have patience. I couldn't have cut it in Isaiah. A lot. He ain't going to have to keep you out in the wilderness for a while, <laughs> sir. <laughs> what he did with me. Yeah. But what really stuck out to me is... It says, the first line, it says, Indeed, God is my salvation. Well, you've got the ESV. What does yours say? Um, in verse number two, Behold, God is my salvation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's almost like there, Isaiah gave God two names. God okay. and salvation. Okay. Because it says, God is my salvation. Yeah. And then in the very last sentence there in verse two, he, all of a sudden, he says, he has become my salvation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there's just something about that stuck out to me. And With it being a process? Or? I suppose, because down here in my study Bible, it just talks about Yah. And mm -hmm. Yah is short for Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, God is my salvation. And then in the end, he has become my salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something about that. And then the next thing it led me to was Acts 4, 11 and 12. And this is where Peter and John are arrested, and they're in front of the Sanhedrin. Okay. And speaking of arrested, I was like, man, they must have been pretty brutal in those days because they're just talking about Jesus, and they're getting arrested. Yeah. It's like, well, we can go out here and people are just blow you off or just won't even pay you no mind. Right. They're, I mean, they're getting arrested yeah. and killed for this. Yeah. But anyway, then this uh, led me to Acts chapter 11 and 12, uh, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And this is what Peter is telling the Sanhedrin. This is the, the high priest, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees says, this Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, mm. 
which has become the cornerstone. In verse 12 is what I want to get at. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people, and we must be saved by it. So back here, Isaiah is saying, God is my salvation. And all these thousands of years later, I'm assuming thousands of years, Mm -hmm. I didn't do the timeline, Peter is telling the only way you're going to receive this salvation from God is through Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you you can connect them. So Jesus was the spokesperson, and God gave him the power to um, die and then bring him back to life. Okay, now everyone who believes in Jesus, he has made that bridge that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's basically saying... Jesus is the God-man that come down here to make that gap for from God to humanity. Yeah, no other God or other religion or deity or whatever name you want to give it is doing that for humanity. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all the other ones say, "What are you going to do for me?" Right. God's right. saying, "This is what I'm going to do for you." Yeah, that's awesome. And then, of course, one of one of my favorites is I'm not going to read all these verses, but Romans 1.16 mm-hmm. says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is God's power for salvation. There mm-hmm. it is again. Mm-hmm. To everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, in, in Greek is basically a Gentile. Gentile. Mm-hmm. Me and you. Yeah. <clears throat> and so there it is again. It's... Well, how do we, where do we get salvation? Well, it's, it belongs to God. Well, how do we receive it? And Peter tells us in Acts 4 mm-hmm. how to receive it. Mm-hmm. How? Well, you believe in Jesus and you're saved. Mm-hmm. So it's just that, just that one verse, in God in salvation, in Isaiah 12, 2, led us to Acts 4. And then over to Romans, and I mean, then it goes into Galatians, and then Habakkuk, and then it's all tied into faith, and, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You put all that together from um, a Bible Gateway alert. Yeah, in in about an hour and a half. (laughs) That's awesome. When I cut my day short from slaving in the heat. getting up if you're doing all that in the the morning? We we get up about 25, 30 to 6. Goodness. Well... I got that one. verse yesterday, okay. and it just, as as we got on the board, you know, pray without ceasing. Well, that also can translate into meditate on the word day and night. Yeah. And that that uh, Isaiah 12, 2, just it stuck in there with all the little rusty nuts and bolts up there. <laughs> and like I said, when you get into this and start reading it, he, the Spirit will lead you and guide you. And it's like, well, I can't do what you do. Well, I said the same thing. Of course. And yeah. here we are now, you know, with almost 10 years later, yeah. we're still going, yeah. doing I, this together. I, I say sometimes that sometimes the instructions that God gives us are are easy to understand the, the where they are, and but the application of them what becomes uh, difficult. And that's what I think when I read this one. Behold, God is my salvation. And so I'm like, okay, yes. Um, I'm down with that. Like mm-hmm. I agree with that. God is my salvation. Without Him, and and I guess okay. So I'm I'm um, studied. 
I've been to school, I guess you could say. Uh, You've got so, your degree. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the understanding of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three entities, one God. You know, I'm, I understand that. You understand that. Most of you probably are down with that. Um, and so God is my salvation. So I understand that as through God. I know there's God and there's Jesus. So boom, there's my salvation. And then they tell me, I will trust and I will not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, whoa, okay, whoa. Because that trust and not being afraid is real. Um, you can be afraid. And I don't think my fear is ever um, people. Like I'm not ever scared to talk to people, be in front of people, share what I believe. And, and that's not the fear. The fear is in my sin, in my shortcomings, um, am, I, am I falling short of what God's called me to do? Or am I just a normal? Did thing? I really receive it? Did I really receive hmm. it? And, am, and in that receiving of it, am I truly living to the utmost of what I should be doing? Living the abundant life God calls me to do. I would have to say yes and no. Yeah. Because there's no, you will know without a shadow of a doubt if the Holy Spirit is in you. Mm-hmm. You just, you can't explain that. That's hard to explain. I agree it's with like, that. Because the way that I've received it and the way he works in my life is going to be completely different from yours and everybody else that right. receives them. Some people, as I call it, they want that Damascus Road intervention. Of course. It's like, well, you may never get that. Right. You might end up with the intervention. I believe it was, was it Elijah that was in hiding out in the cave for his life? Yeah. And then here comes, you know, like a giant thunderstorm. <laughs> it's like, God wasn't in that. Mm. And then all of a sudden there's a gigantic earthquakes and rocks and busting open and tectonic plates. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in that either. And here comes this giant whirlwind and tornadoes. He wasn't in that. And all of a sudden, he's, Elijah, he said, that was God. Yeah. And then just was the small, still whisper. In the small little whisper. Um, <clears throat> and... And a lot of times, to add to the to not be afraid, that that could just probably translate into anything. Like you, you're afraid, am I doing mm-hmm. enough that uh-huh. he's calling me to do? Not yeah. not am I working hard enough? That's right. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. am I am I doing all the tasks that he wants me to do? That's exactly right. And some people they they're just they could be. I mean, in some parts of the world, they have to be afraid of dying. Yeah. I mean, de- yeah. death. By following this book, that's real. I think uh, it was, and then everything in between, all of that. The way when you jumped over to the Acts, I love it because Paul, uh, who was it, Peter, Peter and John, and John over here, they they do this exact thing because they. I will trust and I will not be afraid Mm -hmm. for the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So it's a process that we go through. I understand he's my salvation, but then I got to trust and do this. In that part you read, it says that they were being questioned, and they and mm-hmm. they said that you know it's all Jesus that's doing this, and we are called. And they told them, "Don't do it anymore." They just stop. they come back together and they say, "What should we do with these two? Mm-hmm. And they go go back out there and they tell them to stop. And it says Peter and I read it a minute ago. They tell them this is paraphrasing, but no, we're not stopping. Like yeah. we we were instructed so by do, yeah. God. Do we listen to God or man? Yeah. You make the call. That's right. And so they lived out this trust and be strong and not afraid um, and show that God is my strength and my song. He's become my son. They're living it out. And every one of the apostles, except one, 
was martyred. Yeah. Didn't just die of uh, old age. Yeah, they, they, were, they were killed. <laughs> I mean, in gruesome ways, too. Not yeah. just killed. They were killed in some pretty savage ways. And, and we, man, I just got in a discussion about uh, Romans' time. I think it was in past Sunday in, mm-hmm. in class. Uh, Nero, I mean, they would literally mm. take uh, faith, uh, people that were claiming to be Christians, and putting them on stakes. Yeah. And setting them on fire at night through the streets mm-hmm. as streetlights. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and leaving them up as the And example. leaving them. <laughs> yeah. I, and then taking women and throwing them in the Coliseum and letting these animals just destroy them. It was, be glad you live in America. <laughs> and one thing that really helps me out a lot, and since, you know, you did just mention, you know, a degree and stuff I, just in the conversation is one of my favorite Romans one sixteen and then 413 mm-hmm. <clears throat> Acts 413 uh, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men. They were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. And I was uh, speaking I was like that. And I should have dated that because I marked that when I first started, when I first oh, got so you, this Bible. It'd be cool to know when you wrote that yeah. story down right there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hey, that's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I did the air quotes around the, I'm schooled because it's, uh, you can get all the degrees and everything. And they, uh, I've been through seminary, not the one where you are there on the campus doing all the stuff. So I don't know what that's exactly like. A lot of mine was online, but I will say this all the books I read and all the things I wrote and it was a lot you know you're mm-hmm. you're doing the whole thing yeah um they don't teach you how to uh, go out there tomorrow and live for Jesus they don't mm-hmm. teach you how to spread the gospel to 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 everyday live it's a it's a it's a it's a thought pattern and a and a thing of, of like scholastic mindset um that you learn they, in that I think it's more they're observing your your structure yeah. and your thesis in, yeah. in the way you your structure and your wording and stuff yeah i loved it uh the school part of it I, I enjoyed it only because i felt like once i stood up on stage or taught a class after school i felt way more powerful way more comfortable like okay I, i've studied this i i know it i feel like i can bring it in a way that's not just you know i'm not guessing on it or anything like that but i love that that he said that you know the, when we realized that they were just regular dudes and I think you and I have that power. <laughs> I think you and I have mm-hmm. that effect on people. It's the same um, spirit. It's the same when when people hear us talk or now he may it. not give us the you know the divine power to hear heal the lame and mm-hmm. let the blind see, but it's the same spirit. Yeah, it is. And uh, so that leads us to back, I guess, almost in a circle back to the, we're blessed because we are understanding this and we want others to understand this, and so. This is what fuels us uh, to do what we do. And then I was, did you have that Thessalonians verse that I pulled up earlier? It was Thessalonians. Uh, uh, shout out to a uh, comic book theologist out there, uh, Daryl Smith. Um, you guys all know Daryl. He's a good friend of Mount Zion Baptist He's Church. He's the one that did our picture, isn't he? He's the one that did that, yes. And so if you don't like our picture on the oh, podcast. No, 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 not this, not this. No, 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 no. That's uh, Chris Burns. Oh. Chris Burns took us up with that. Shout out to him, too. He's an amazing artist. So if you like the little caricature of what we got here, Chris Burns. Um, but Daryl Smith is my friend from uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes mm-hmm. that uh, I preach and hang out with the Mount Zion High School with a lot. 
he still is connected very deeply with all the coaches and all that. But he posted this uh, earlier, and I thought it just connected with what we were talking before we started because if the whole focus of what we do is salvation, like we want everyone we know to experience salvation, to experience the power of God, where it can take them from fear to um, being brave and bold and confident in Christ. And then we go out and we start serving other people. Daryl posted this uh, after he hung out with one of the coaches. So go follow Daryl, CBT podcast, comic book theologist. He does a podcast and it's about a 10 minute podcast. So you don't have to listen uh, very long to get a nice little nugget from the Lord. But first Thessalonians uh, chapter two, verse eight says this, we cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you, not only the gospel of God, but also our lives because you had become dear to us. And that's where we uh, want to challenge people and encourage people to get to in their walk with the Lord to where our community, um, the families in our church, the people we interact with in our church body. Yeah, we want to share the gospel with them. Yes, we want them to know salvation because without salvation, then they're going to spend eternity in damnation. And so we want them to experience salvation. But more than that, we want to take it to one more level that we want to also share with you our lives. And that's what we... Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a passion for is the application part, doing life together, because um, it, it's in those moments that we experience God. Like it's in yeah, those we're, moments. We're not we're, acting right now. We're just <laughs> if we we're are, we're doing a terrible job. Yeah. <laughs> but like so, for instance, to, we do a staff dinner once a quarter, uh, and it's strictly to be together. Other mm-hmm. than in, I'm the pastor, you're the children's director. How do we stand on an event, or what are we doing here? None of that. It's like, what's for dinner? Let's sit around the table and hang out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's super important, and it's what we try to do. I hope she time. left the onions out. Oh, yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. Did you text and say to me? I do don't that? know. What is she even uh, I think so. we're going lasagna tonight. So yeah, she's going to have onions. It, maybe they're, they'll be chopped really fine. I'll be just eat really some bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's a salad. It's salad. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm starving. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we want to do, and that's what I think we do a very good job of is trying to get past just the, yes, we want to spread the gospel to you. Yes, we want to spread salvation uh, through the Holy Spirit to you, but we want to we want to live life together. And I think um, as people realize that Mike and I are just uh, everyday guys, that we don't have all the answers, but we do have some answers, and they all come from this book. Mm-hmm. Um that who knows what God's going to use us for. We have no idea, um, but it's part of that stepping out in faith. You don't know the end. Yeah, and then to add to it also is I had this one marked, Second uh, Peter three nine. It said the Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay. I think some versions use uh, slowness, mm-hmm. but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance and repentance will lead to salvation. Mm. So that so it's it's all through the Bible. And that patience that we don't want, it says God's got it. Because <laughs> yeah. imagine how much, I don't like patience waiting on people. Imagine God waiting on me or you or whomever, it doesn't matter, um, to do it, the right we thing. We ought to do that thing. I, I was like, man, there's got to be a name I can come up with that. And I thought of it today and just, just over the years of talking to people and and even in my own situation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, called it a script flip. Script flip. I was like, that's a good name, script flip. Because, <laughs> again, I've had a conversation today, and I remember having them before, and this is just kind of a, a general foundation of the conversation. It's like, God, are you there? Are you really listening to me? Mm-hmm. 
So let's script flip it <laughs> and imagine God saying that. Yeah. Russell, are you there? Are you really listening to me? Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably says that. Uh, it's like, God, times. where are you? And he's looking at you. He's like, I'm right here where I've always been. Where are you at? He probably says that many <laughs> times throughout the week, I would I would say, uh, knowing my, my lifestyle. So, um, man, so what else we got? That's... That's an hour. That's pretty much our time for, for this week. Um, God is good. I almost started making notes. It's like, I can't remember all this stuff. I'm going to have to. Oh, and talk about I found a pink notebook. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to use that. It's <laughs> <That is> fitting. <laughs> I mean, and look, I, I got the little. Like, yeah, now, can... now, honestly, I told Haley, because I've got a flashlight. I call it a stinger. Okay. I use it at work. And it's, you know, about that long. And I was like. I'm going, next time I get a flashlight, I'm going to get a pink one. Because <laughs> okay. it's solid black. And if it's dark, and I set that thing in a truck somewhere. Uh, you can't you can't. I see can't it. see it. I was like, I'm going to get a pink one or a fluorescent orange one. <laughs> you're going to roll up on it's the... It's like, uh, what is that? What, who's pink flashlight? Yeah, oh, so that's you're, mine. You're going to roll up on the set, and they're going to be like, what is going on with Mike? Yeah. Hey, man, they say that people that can wear pink, or use pink things like as a man, you are secure in your manhood. So manhood. color doesn't make you weak, man. And, and and I don't know if this is a fact or whatever, but I heard through the grapevine that um, pink used back in the day was actually a color for guys, and the blue was more a color for girls. And then somewhere along the lines, it got flipped, and they did a what you call it a script flip. Script they, flip. They did a script flip. <laughs> And, and then blue became. As I'm gonna trademark it. Don't take guys. it. <laughs> then blue became associated with guys and pink with girls. So now, if you're talking in Romans time, I mean they they had some they had some stuff going down. They had some stuff going I'm down. Glad God stepped in and saved the world. There's not enough liquor in the world that I could follow that road. <laughs> Never, no sir, no sir. Like you were passed out. You don't remember? If I was passed out, I don't want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> Did you take pictures? No. Oh. Good. <laughs> Oh, man. That's true. So you guys see the uh, logo at the top right corner. Find that logo on uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasting from, mzbc.org down there on the bottom left. Uh, you can go to our website. You can read about our staff, who we are, what we believe in. Um, you can check out events we have coming up and everything going on. God has been good to us. We're in the midst of a backpack drive to where we can uh, help local school students out with um, – mm -hmm supplies for school so that's going on if you would like to be a part you can give financially uh mzbc.org backslash giving and we can go out we'll buy the stuff for you You don't have to even do it or you can bring it to church when you come on sunday just another cool way god's allowing us to pour into our community right here at mount zion so mike thank you again for being here brother i appreciate the time and i enjoy the conversation um, we look forward to seeing you guys all next week so um until then adios uh, yep let us know enjoy the week <laughs>